you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to the Great America Show. It is great to have you with us. President Donald Trump back in court in the New York civil fraud trial against the Trump Organization. The Trump legal team presented their last expert witness in the case, Eli Bartoff, a New York University accounting professor who testified about the role of property valuations in financial statements and how the Trump Organization simply could not have overvalued the Trump properties. President Trump talked with the press briefly after a lunch break and said the trial is all about election interference and keeping him off the campaign trail. This is weaponization of justice. This is something that nobody's ever seen to this extent. It's called election interference. It's a sad day for our country that a thing like this can take place. I'm sitting in a courthouse instead of being in Iowa, where I should be even though I'm leaving by about 40 points. Thank you very much. This was Trump's ninth time at the trial, and reportedly he'll be back on December 11th to take the stand for a final time. The president facing an uphill battle as Trump sits before Marxist M. Judge Arthur Engeron, who has gagged him and his attorneys this Sunday. Right here on The Great America Show, we're actually going to be joined by one of his attorneys, also under a gag order, Attorney Alina Haba with us Sunday. We hope you won't miss that. We've been talking a lot this week about FISA and the 702 that expires at the end of this month. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and other congressional leaders have agreed to put a short-term extension of Section 702 in the National Defense Authorization Act. That bill would extend Section 702 until April 19th. As of right now, it's unclear whether the NDAA will pass with the 702 extension in it, and it has some more conservative members of the conference simply furious with Speaker Johnson. 
Our guest today is national security and geopolitical expert Gordon Chang. And Gordon, it's great to have you with us. I know you and your wife Lydia have been traveling a great deal all around the world, just back from Asia. Let's start with Beijing's accusations that a U.S. Navy destroyer violated Chinese sovereignty, as the Chinese put it, in disputed waters. That's peculiar timing, isn't it? And an awfully heated and unexpectedly heated statement by the Chinese, particularly just after the Xi-Biden summit. Yes, this comes right after the November 15th summit that Xi Jinping had with uh, President Biden, where supposedly, according to Biden, things were going very well with China. Um, what Beijing is referring to is the Gabriel Giffords, which is a U.S. Navy littoral combat ship, which sailed close to Second Thomas Shoal in the South China Sea. Second Thomas is part of the Philippines, um, clearly within the Philippines' exclusive economic zone, but China claims it. And around Second Thomas, over the last, let's say, two or three months, there have been uh, extraordinary Chinese activity. And this has been um, dangerous. Um, the United States has tried to warn China. It has slowly ramped up our military presence there. Um, but obviously, our tactics are not working because China is moving very fast to take over Second Thomas and related shoals and reefs. And at this point, not not a no administration has tried to stop them. Uh, certainly, uh, blocking their development of those islands uh, and others in, in disputed territories uh, in the South China Sea. Give us give us your sense of, uh, of what this means. Uh, have they selected a a new strategy, uh, or are they accelerating an old one? What is happening in the minds and the uh, and in the halls of uh, the capital of Beijing? Well, China has. Um, a territorial claims on the South China Sea. They go back to 1947, which is uh, when Chiang Kai-shek was ruling uh, China. Um, but clearly Beijing has started to change tactics recently. So for instance, they have switched um, away from Taiwan with these um, circumnavigation by ships and planes, and they've moved uh, hard against Manila. And, and we have seen this at uh, Scarborough Shoal, Second Thomas Shoal, and now Whitson Reef. Um, basically, what's going on, and this is ominous, um, we don't have a legal obligation to defend Taiwan, but we do have a legal obligation to defend the Philippines, a 1951 mutual defense treaty. So what Beijing is basically doing is saying that uh, they do not respect the United States. They don't respect Joe Biden. Um, and so, therefore, they're going to pressure the Philippines. And, and interestingly, is there is there really any real commitment on the part of this administration? This is an administration that doesn't honor the Constitution, doesn't follow law, uh, is unlawful in most of it, seriously, in most of its activities and its initiatives. Uh, would it be a surprise to anyone if Joe Biden decided not to honor a treaty uh, of military support, requiring military support from the United States for the Philippines? At this point, you know, nothing's a surprise because the world is in turmoil and the United States has got to choose where we're going to defend. Um, what's happened, um, Lou, if I can just back up a little bit to give some context. Sure. Um, China was ramming Philippine vessels at, sec at Second Thomas Shoal um, in early October. 
Um, President Biden actually gave an oral warning um, when the Australian prime minister visited the White House. And Biden said that the United States was prepared to use force to discharge our obligations to the Philippines under that mutual defense treaty. Well, the Chinese just ignored him because they then uh, continued their course of provocative activities. They then started to use water cannon on Philippine boats. And now we see um, China swarming Whitsun Reef, which is not far by, also in the southern portion of the South China Sea. So clearly Beijing is ignoring American warnings, which means deterrence has broken down. Um, you know, we don't know what Biden's response will be. We have seen the U.S. Navy um, start to um, show the flag at Second Thomas. They did that with overflights uh, of U.S. vessels uh, during provocative Chinese activities. Now we've got uh, that littoral combat ship that sailed close by. But we don't know what Biden would do. Um, and uh, the Chinese, I think, obviously feel that he's not going to do anything. So regardless of what we're going to do, the important thing is what the Chinese think we're not going to do. And that really is driving events. And the number of disputed islands and claims, whether it's uh, Vietnam, whether it's the Philippines, uh, there are a lots, there are lots of disputed uh, islands uh, in, in the sea. And the, and China is simply doing nothing, disregarding all of it and moving straight ahead. There are no court proceedings that I'm aware of, international court proceedings. There is no effort to negotiate. This is uh, bullheaded straight ahead. Uh, take what you will. Yes. And, you know, um, this goes back to early 2012. Um, and the reason I mention this is because Biden was vice president in the Obama administration, and he was considered to be the foreign policy advisor to the president. Well, in 2012, um, at Scarborough Shoal, also part of the Philippines, uh, very close to the main Philippine island of Luzon and very far away from China, um, the Obama administration actually brokered a deal between Manila and um, Beijing for the Chinese to withdraw their craft from Scarborough Shoal. Now, um, this was a U.S. deal. Um, the Chinese dishonored it. They kept their vessels there. The Philippines actually honored it, um, and that left China in possession of Scarborough. And the Obama administration refused to enforce that deal. And so I think China learned from that, that they could do what they want. And the reason why that's relevant today is because shortly after seizing Scarborough, they then started to fortify those islands in the, in the Spratly chain, which is where Second Thomas is. They then ramped up pressure on Second Thomas Shoal, which is where there are problems today. And they started to go after the Japanese in the East China Sea at the Senkakus, which the Chinese claim as the Dalyus. So China just went out and made the problem bigger. They got away with it in 2012. They obviously think they can get away with it in 2023. Obviously. And let's continue this on the other side of these quick words, folks. We'll be right back. We're talking with Gordon Chang about both Asia, uh, and we're also going to bring up the little matter uh, of what is happening uh, in uh, in Tokyo, in the Philippines, uh, and throughout the Indo-Pacific. And then we'll leap over to the uh, Hamas war uh, against Israel. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back with Gordon Chang, and we want to talk about now, Gordon, if we may, Let's turn to what I think is a remarkable statement by the uh, Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, in which publicly he admonished the Israelis for their their war strategy uh, and basically said that they had made the mistakes. And I have never seen a Secretary of Defense treat an ally the way he did. Absolutely. And, and really what we're talking about here is... Uh, war which is existential for israel israel is a friend it's a democracy it was attacked on october 7th iran has continued those attacks through hamas hezbollah and the houthi militia and this is a fight that we have to win um and i think it should be israel that determines what they're going to do because it's their country the united states should support it um Unfortunately, we have a lot of pro-Iran elements in the State Department and in the National Security Council. So we have an administration that, from the very beginning, Lou, was off-key. Because if you remember, right after the attacks on the 7th of October, the reaction of the State Department was it called for a ceasefire, um, which was absolutely wrong. You know, everybody wants peace, but the problem was that Israel was just attacked, brutally attacked. And um, Israel has got to eliminate Hamas if it's going to have peace. Um, and so they were just the wrong instincts throughout this administration, whether we're talking Defense Department, State Department, NSC or Oval Office. This administration, this regime, if you will, is befuddling in its ineptitude uh, and its policies. To think that Lloyd Austin would say what he did, I, I just he would never have said that about uh, the Zelensky government. Uh, there's never been a statement, uh, an analog of any kind to what he said. What is what makes Israel different that they would uh, condescend uh, to our greatest ally in the Middle East in that fashion? I hate to say it, but the answer to your question is anti-Semitism. Um, there uh, is a large block of the Democratic Party coalition that is anti-Semitic. And um, this has been clear um, as we see the reactions of the administration to the attacks on Israel. That's the only explanation that I can come up with, um, because what Lloyd Austin said and what other administration officials said 
um, clearly could only have been motivated by a pro-Iranian um, government. I, I think you're exactly right. And uh, Iran is just not mentioned in, in, in the calculus that is the Israel-Hamas war right now. We know that they are driving uh, the Hamas uh, terrorist organization. They are financing it. They are moving the strategy daily, uh, as well as the tactics. Why is Iran not even mentioned by this administration? Uh, because if strategically, as uh, Lloyd Austin likes to speak, strategically, big thinkers, big words, uh, strategically, one has to, I think, include uh, these the nation state for whom all of this is but proxy. Uh, Iran needs to be confronted and be dealt with on this issue. It, it seems to me there is no escaping that. You're absolutely right about that. Um, and if we're going to think strategically and even with more context, we'd have to include China in that as well, because China has been supporting Iran um, diplomatically from a propaganda point of view um, and also from an economic financial lifeline point of view, which means that Iran could not support its proxies, the three terrorist groups, without the support from Beijing. Just to give you an example of this, um, in the first nine months of this year, um, China's purchases of Iran's oil was 60% above that in the comparable period in 2017. 2017 is relevant because that is the last year before the Trump administration reimposed sanctions on Iranian oil, which means that China right now is violating sanctions. The Biden administration is not doing anything about it. Matter of fact, U.S. diplomats have been told not to mention Iran um, because um, they our Gulf Arab friends are, are just perplexed by this. But U.S. diplomats have been warned off of talking about this broader issue, which you're highlighting right now, which is Iran fueling the attacks. Mentioning Iran's interest in the Middle East, are we seeing a new level of expansionary ambitions in the Middle East on the part of China? Absolutely. Um, we have seen, for instance, um, uh, well, if I may go back, um, President Trump had the most successful Middle East policy of any American president after FDR, who stitched together the deal with Saudi Arabia and created this friendship. The Abraham Accords are historic. Um, they would have won an American president a Nobel Prize if his last name weren't Trump. Um, and what Biden has done, he's taken down, basically undermined the Abraham Accords and supported um, Iran. China has seen this as an opportunity. Um, they put together that temporary deal between uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran, um, and they are now courting the Gulf Arab states, the other states of the Gulf Cooperation Council. So, yes, China believes it can take over the region uh, to the exclusion of the United States. That's clear from what they're doing. And also, they're starting to elbow their friends, Russia, out of the region as well. It, it is remarkable what this this administration, this regime uh, is doing and where it leads. I, I don't think uh, we can contemplate without thinking about serious, serious setbacks for the United States, not just in policy, but in uh, in, in terms of world standing. We're talking with Gordon Chang. We're coming right back. Uh, please stay with us here on The Great America Show. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Gordon Chang. And Gordon, we were talking about President Biden, uh, his policies, and and his standing now uh, where he has bollocked up Asia, the Middle East, Ukraine. We're running out of territory for him to to foul. Uh, Your thoughts on his standing now uh, globally? Well, there's been a collapse in America standing globally. Um, President Trump left a world in peace. Biden inherited that um, when he took office. And since then, we have seen catastrophes. There was the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan in August of 2021. That, I believe, convinced Putin that he could invade Ukraine. Um, We have heard from the Arab leaders privately that uh, the Biden administration's failure to deal with an Iranian attack on uh, Bahrain forces um, about three weeks before the October 7th attack convinced Iran that now was the time to move because they they saw the Biden administration not only failed to act um, when um, an Iranian proxy attacked Bahrain forces, um, but they also failed to say anything at all. So um, that's, you know, the October 7th war could have been avoided. And then another catastrophe is North Africa, where China and Russia are fueling insurgencies across uh, North Africa um, that look like wars. So um, we have a world that, that is falling apart and it fell apart on Biden's watch due to Biden's policies. We're watching a 2,000-mile-long border that's been handed over to the Mexican drug cartels, which means it's also being turned over to to China, uh, who are their strategic partners, both the government of Mexico and the cartels, their strategic partners, and Venezuela. Uh, now uh, rearing uh, its uh, its ambitions and and being very threatening to Guyana. Give us give us your thinking on why there's no seemingly uh, Biden policy for the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, this is this is where it hits home, Lou. Um, on the first point you raised, which was our open southern border, we're seeing uh, coming across that border. Um, some very suspicious individuals. There are, for instance, packs of Chinese males in groups of five to 15 of military age, traveling without family members, pretending not to speak English. U.S. Border Patrol knows that some of these Chinese individuals have links to the Chinese military. And the question is, why are they coming here? And I'm worried that they are saboteurs. Remember that lab in Reedley, California, 
That secret mm-hmm. Chinese biological weapons facility had at least 20 pathogens, according to the official count, and had almost a thousand mice that had been genetically engineered to spread disease. I can't believe that that's the only such facility in the U.S. And I think that the males that are coming across our border are going to link up with those facilities. We also know um, there are Syrians and Venezuelans um, coming across who appear to have um, very, very dangerous ties. So this is an open season on the United States. And just one more other thing about terrorists. As a part of that um, September 11th deal that Biden had with Iran, where we released hostages and unfroze $6 billion, Mm -hmm. as a part of that, um, Biden issued clemency to Iranian operatives who were not sent back to Iran. They were actually released into the United States. And this is important because there are actually low-level Trump officials who still have Secret Service protection because there is a threat that Iran might assassinate them. So this is just, um, there are no words to describe what's going on. With regard to Guyana and Venezuela, on Sunday, Venezuela held a referendum. about 95% of the people in Venezuela said that the government should annex two-thirds of Guyana, their neighbor to the east. That's an oil-rich, mineral-rich area. Um, the, answer, the reason why this is important is not only because it's the Western Hemisphere, but it's also, I believe, another symptom of the collapse of Biden policy, because Venezuela would not threaten to uh, militarily invade a neighbor if it thought it could, you know, they wouldn't do this unless they thought they could get away with it. They couldn't get away with this under President Trump, um, but they're thinking that right now American policy is in collapse. I hope Venezuela is just posturing. One can make an argument that this is just huff and puff, but the point is they are threatening to um, invade their neighbor. And and for what purpose? Uh, it, there just seems to be no strategic uh, logical, rational uh, reason for them to to be uh, threatening uh, in this way? Because they can, I suppose. I, I mean, I there has been a territorial dispute between Guyana and Venezuela that is goes back um, um, more than 100 years, I think. Um, and the question is, why is it becoming such an issue now? I think the answer is because they see American policy is in collapse. They don't believe the United States can maintain peace and stability around the world like we did up until um, Biden became president. And the world is now falling apart. You know, we've got wars and potential wars all over the place right now. And this reminds me of what happened in the 1930s where You know, we had separate wars that eventually merged into what we now know as the Second World War. Well, we've got the same situation right now. And um, I just um, concerned that these conflicts are going to merge into a much bigger um, global uh, fight. So this is the Biden administration is not prepared. And, And Lloyd Austin is certainly not prepared to deal with this because he's much more worried about diversity and stuff like that. And one can say that, you know, issues of diversity are important. I don't. I think right now we have to emphasize unity because we have common enemies and those enemies mean us great harm. They mean to take away our country. And so we need to be united as a people to confront this. 
Well, Gordon, uh, thank you for saying that. And I wholly support you in those sentiments and agree with you 100%. And as always, it's been an instructive discussion. We thank you so much for bringing your insight, your knowledge, and your wisdom to uh, to what is uh, a lamentable uh, American foreign policy at this, this moment in history. Thanks, Gordon Chang. God bless you. Thanks, Lou, and God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show is Kyle Rittenhouse on what life and politics have been like for him, well, over the past three years since the 2020 summer of riots, murder protests, and arson all across the country. Kyle was 17 when he was forced to defend himself from armed attackers in the midst of a Kenosha, Wisconsin riot. We'll let him tell you about the rest. Please join us each and every day for The Great America Show. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.